welcome to Women of Substance, our podcast today. We have a very special guest. Her name is uh, <laughs> Reverend Lisa Swizek, and uh, so glad to have you, Lisa. Thank you. Uh, so good to be here with you. Thank you for asking me. What an honor to be with you. <laughs> well, it's a delight to have you all the way from Hemet, California, and yeah. <laughs> she and her husband, Jeremy, pastor Faith World Church. We were out there recently to visit with y'all, and of course, David preached. We had a great time in your church. I know. We just laugh and and, uh, (laughs) meetings in there with that, and we just had a great time with you guys. It was sad to see you leave. (laughs) (laughs) It's always so much fun because y'all love the Word and the Holy Ghost. You're both of y'all have such a love for people, and it's so evident and so apparent your love for your congregation and even the people of your city. And I'm so impressed by the things that you've done or that you're doing right now to reach people um, there in Hemet with uh, even natural things. Can you tell everybody a little bit about what you do? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we started really when we started the church, we've been doing this for quite some time, but you know, everything just really um, exploded and kind of went to a different level with COVID. And um, it was really kind of remarkable just how God had prepared us and uh, set us up to really be an answer for a lot of the natural needs that people had. That very first week, you know, when COVID hit and everything was shutting down, our church was able to uh, feed on average about 500 families a week right from the very start. And, yeah, it's just it was just amazing, and God has just continued to use that. I mean, it really just went to a whole other level, and it's never stopped. We are now um, in a position to reach over thirty five hundred families a week. Uh, we're waiting for some things to roll out with that, but we'll be able to really reach into those homes one on one. Also, with publications, there's publications attached to every grocery bag and every box of groceries and meeting that spiritual need. You know, a lot of people, even during COVID, were coming into our parking lot just for prayer because, you know, it was getting around, you know, town, what we were doing and and how people were being ministered to and their needs, you know, their natural needs being met also. Right. And we're just, we're just really blessed. The Lord's connected us with some great resources. We're able to uh, give families free furniture. We've been able to help a lot of single moms. And, you know, we, we've always just prayed, Lord, give us the opportunities to reach more people. And um, that's just kind of opened the door for so many different things. I mean, we, we, we are just so amazed at how we came out of COVID. We, we really rebounded stronger than we than how we went in. And that was, that was really the Lord. I mean, it really yes. was. He, uh, only he can do that. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? It's remarkable. Gone, but uh, God's so good. And we're, we're just excited about winning souls and um, just ministering to people that are in need. And I tell you, people are not just in need in the natural, but they are, you know, confused and they can mm-hmm. sense that you know, something's changed and that they need a change in their life and we're there to point them to, to Jesus. And so that's exciting. That's exciting that we kind of live and breathe that. So (laughs) it's been wonderful. You do. Both of you do. It's wonderful. We, uh, 
you know, witnessed some of the services there. At, at the time we were there, you have two campuses. Do you still have the two? We do. We do. Marietta and then Hammond. And they're yeah. both really amazing how God's doing people. You know, everything's opening up and people are starting to come back to church. And um, it's it's really amazing to see the churches grow. Yes. Now, you do the Sunday morning at one campus mm-hmm. as a pastoring one, you know, one service. And then your husband's doing the other one. And then you switch wow. off or how do y'all work? We switch off every week unless the Holy Spirit just, you know, prompts us to, you know, stay there at a particular campus for a few weeks in a row. But most of the time we switch off. He'll, he'll be in him at one week and I'll be in Marietta. And then the following week I'll be in him and he'll be in Marietta. And we just, we just do that. And then we have Wednesday night services and just kind of as the Lord leads, you know, where, where we need to be, but we're loving it. We wondered, you know, how, how that step was going to work and, um, and it's worked out really great. It's worked out awesome. Yeah. Well, it's good that you're both called to fivefold ministry, you know, that you felt the call of God on your life as well. And, you know, this broadcast uh, is to really empower women and encourage women to sure. do what God's put in their heart to do, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. But um, I especially have uh, in my heart women who are called to full-time ministry to, you know, empower them because many times they're maybe shunned from doing <laughs> what they're supposed to be doing for one reason or another. Or, you know, we've both heard, you know, if you have a family, you can't be in the ministry or wow. you know, there's too much going on and you couldn't possibly do both. And and so I'd like to talk a little bit about that because you have done all of it so well. Um, your family, <laughs> your husband, and we want to know how. <laughs> your husband, Jeremy, and who loves you dearly, so evident. And then your yeah. sons, Nick and Parker and Roman, can you tell us how you did the whole mixture of everything? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it was just a blur. You know, it really, it really is. I think just the strength and help of the Lord to help you, you know, navigate everything that, you know, is really demanding on your time. And, um, you know, we, we just love our kids so much and it was the greatest joy to our heart. And it, it really, it really has been a joy to us. I mean, we're, we were kind of ending out here a little bit. We've got a, 18 year old our youngest is 18 and so we're fixing to start a whole new chapter <laughs> my isn't jumping up and down about that because we've enjoyed it so much i mean we really enjoyed all of it you know yeah. the nearing the church and and raising our kids and i you know i i really think just the lord helped us to know how to you know, just organize our life and organize our time to where the church didn't suffer because of our family. I think it was Brother Hagen had said that, you know, your ministry doesn't have to suffer because of your family. And then your family doesn't have to suffer because of your ministry. Oh, that's good. It's really true. I mean, it's yeah. really, really true. And um, I think our kids were really understanding when, you know, we needed to be uh, somewhere else or we got called away to things. And I really credit them for always being so gracious about that and understanding about that. But, you know, I, I really don't know that there was a formula that we, that we kept, that we just sought to, uh, I think just do right by our own heart. I think the Holy spirit just leads you in what to do in every situation. And I, 
that we did try to spend a lot of time with our kids. We, we really had it in our heart to do that. And, um, and we, we spent a lot of time with them. We, I know, you know, people are at different places in their life. A lot of times, you know, church members would want us to come over and have dinner and fellowship with us, fellowship with us. And we just couldn't, you know, we, we knew that we were, we had kids at home and we, we just felt in our heart that we needed to, uh, be with our kids or, or bring our kids with us. Our kids kind of, <laughs> kind of went with us everywhere. Um, and I don't regret that. You know, I really don't. I think, um, I think that was the right choice for us. And we, um, we are just really blessed with three amazing sons that love the Lord and they're fulfilling the call of God on their lives. And that's a lot of fun, you know, to see. Oh, great. Walk with the Lord. I don't think there's anything better than that. And so, um, I don't know. I don't really know how we did it except just <laughs> trying to do the best that we could. And, right. um, and the Lord, He really fills in all the gaps. Um, David and I, of course, when we were out there, we had an opportunity to eat dinner with your whole family. And oh, we yeah, they all come. So, with so impressed with your sons. <laughs> They're so much fun and, uh, really delightful. Um, you know, funny and, and yet, you know, you can tell the love of God is in them and they, they, they love the Lord and they're also successful in what they're doing. And it's just a joy to see that. And even getting married soon, right? Yes. In a month, (laughs) we've got got our middle son. He's going to be getting married to wonderful girl. And so, um, you know, we didn't, we don't have any girls. So this is all new for us having a, a daughter in the mix now. <laughs> a lot of fun for me because now I'm not the oddball standing out. You know? <laughs> well, they all love their mom. That's I they can do. tell. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you first felt the call of God on your life, was it before you were married to Jeremy, or or after y'all were married? Yeah, um, you know, I always sensed a drawing to to ministry. I didn't. I didn't really know how to define it, I guess, because we were just, we were always so involved in the church growing up. My mom and dad and my entire family were, you know, they were those people that were <laughs> behind the pastor and helping with everything. You know, if they announced that there was going to be a church cleanup day, I knew where we were going to be <laughs> that day. We were going to be there helping clean up the church and clean bathrooms. And I think, Early on, you know, I just always had a real love for the church and love for what the church did. It was just a, it was just such a big part of our life. As I got into my teenage years, you know, the Lord just really started showing me some things about my life. And that was kind of new to me because I don't have any ministers in my family. He, he led me to go to Rama. And that's really when the floodgates kind of opened and I could really see clearly where the Lord was taking me and just kind of one step at a time, I ended up, you know, where I am today. So, but yeah, I I did know early on, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't sure of all of it, but once I did, I just moved forward in that direction and it's been good. (laughs) It's been a good life, you know. I think when you answer that call, you know, it's not always easy and I'm sure there's been tough times for all of us, you know, we have to go through some challenges, et cetera. 
but um, it sure is just the peace of God when you know you're in the will of God, right? It carries you through. In that too, there's no other place I'd rather be than, and I think that was something that I, you know, that the Lord revealed in my heart early on is that, you know, that there is a specific will for your life. And, and I really wanted that. I, I think having a conviction about that when you're young, you know, it kind of keeps you in step with the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's just really what you seek to do. Um, and I, you know, my family, I don't think they really understood at all because like I said, none of them are in the ministry. <laughs> so right. They're like, why, why are you doing this? But uh, they're so glad now. I mean, they, they love our ministry. And I'm just grateful for the, the way the Holy Spirit helps you figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> he reveals it to your heart the way he does so that you, so that you won't miss it. Were there mentors or could you name like three people who influenced um, your walk with God and then your call? Oh, yeah. You know, um, uh, my pastor's wife, uh, Sister Elaine Croucher, what a blessing she uh, was to me. Uh, you know, they, they came out of Rama and started that church there in the little town of Craig, Oklahoma. And uh, <laughs> the Holy Spirit just, you know, just really connected us to their church. And she was she was a role model for me in so many different areas. And I ended up working for them later on. And uh, that was my first ministry job was uh, as a youth pastor and as a church secretary. And so um, I learned so much there and, and they just, they were just such a blessing to me. And then Pastor Nancy Dufresne, we got connected with, with their ministry and we were there for, you know, uh, several years and what a blessing, you know, there again, you know, just learning about really about the flow of the Holy Ghost and really mentored us really strong in that. And, um, and then, you know, there's been others, you know, I think sister Gloria Copeland, isn't she gracious? I mean, she is yeah. me, one of the most gracious women ministers I've ever seen. And she's just, she's just amazing. And mm -hmm. I don't have a personal relationship with her, but I, you know, you don't have to, you know, sometimes, sometimes the Lord opens the door for that and you have yeah personal relationship but I think if you just go after knowledge and you just go yeah. after you know what I mean you desire sure. that influence that they have in, in certain things you just connect and just send up sure. the word they preach or whatever you, you you that influence comes to you that mentorship comes to you even right. even without the personal relationship I think sometimes people think it has to look a certain way right mentorship but it it isn't. It's just you hooking up and receiving. And however God chooses to do it is, is how he does it. That's a good point because I've heard women say, well, I don't know people, you know, that you have the honor of knowing Scarlet. You know, I don't know this one or that one or the other. But it really is. Um, and, you know, to know people after the spirit or after the flesh, you know, it's two different things. And when you just listen to them, you know, we used to say cassette tapes, whatever. Now it's usually, you know, podcasts or other means. Um, right. But you, know, you can listen and you can read after the ones that you yeah. are inspired by. And it is a connection. I mean, you really have, you can get that same spirit that they have through their teaching and through, you don't ever have to meet them. I've, ta I've talked to a lot of people too that are kind of discouraged by that, you know, that they don't have maybe that personal relationship with a minister or whatever, but 
that's really not what we're after. We're after the knowledge and, and we're after that impartation and yes. it comes all kinds of ways, you that's know, true. it does. And so, um, you just go after it. Right. <laughs> yes. We talked about having rough times in ministry. Can you tell me maybe a tough time you went through and got through? <laughs> well, we got through them. That's, that's the main thing. <laughs> you know, ministry's really been a joy for us, but I, you know, um, probably the most challenging thing for me has been, um, you know, just some of the difficulties that you face with people, seeing people walk away from things of God or the will of God and, and, you know, they get trapped into different things that the devil puts out there and, and you can't help them because they won't listen to you or they're not receiving help from you anymore. I mean, that's heartbreaking. I mean, I've, I've, I've really had some situations where, you know, the Lord has really had to help me through that. that. That's one thing about God. I mean, he just, whatever it is you face, I mean, he will lead you through that step by step. And I look for that, you know, in challenges. But, you know, I think that's probably been the most challenging thing for me because I wasn't really expecting that. You know, you just, sure. you know, when you start in ministry, you know, you got a heart full of faith and and um, love for people. And, I mean, you know, you can't wait to go tell somebody um, all of the good things that Jesus will do for them. You can't wait to tell them about the Lord <laughs> and about this life of faith and, you know, how faith will turn impossible situations into something possible for you. I mean, you know, you're just so excited about that. And you're not really expecting you know, people to, you know, be so, I'm trying to think. And, you know, the trail and, you know, just making up things out of thin air and, and, and lying about you. And you think, what in the world, you know, where did this come from? But there again, the Holy Spirit just really helps you walk through that and, yeah. and, and tells you, you know, what you need to do. I, I remember one time we had had a staff member that had tried to, you know, split our church and, and accused us of all kinds of things. And I just, I was just, um, although the Holy Spirit had prepared my heart for it when it happened, you know, it still, yeah. still really hurt. And well, sure. I mean, because you love them, you love their kids, you love their family. I mean, that's just, you can't separate that. You love right. people. And so it just really, you do feel it. And um, I remember the, the Holy Spirit just speaking to me. He said, just keep doing the will of God. That's what Jesus did. He said when you know, Judas betrayed him, he just kept moving forward. Yeah. Do the will of God. And, and boy, that helped me so much to keep my focus. God had called me to do and just to keep moving forward and to keep my eyes in a forward direction. That that has been one of the greatest things the Lord has taught me is to always look ahead and to look forward and to not look back. That's really good. You know, live there and meditate on what people have done or where things have went wrong or even mistakes that we've made. You know, you've got to be a forward thinker. You've got to be a forward minded person in ministry and um and I, I really try to do that every single day. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you say something in the pulpit and you think, Oh, should I have said that? Just 
be forward thinking about. <laughs> Just leave it there and keep going. You know? <laughs> exactly. I, I really like that because we can get so stuck. And especially like you were talking about hurt feelings when yeah. we've been devastated by, you know, someone that we think, you know, has hurt us so. And uh, we just really have to put them in God's hands and move on with what he's told us to do. And, you know, it's his kingdom, not ours, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, they're God's sheep. They're not ours. They're God's sheep. So uh, we turn them, turn them over to him. And, and but, but, you know, it, it is a real part of ministry. And I, I don't think I was as prepared for that part as I was maybe some other things. But, yeah. But the Lord has helped me. And uh, all these years later, um, I'm, I'm thankful that. I'm thankful that I know more than I did <laughs> when yeah. I first started out, you know. Oh, I know. Um, I went, I remember going back to Rama after pastoring for years and it all of a sudden it just all made more sense, you know, because you have that experience and you can relate as when I was just a Bible school student, you know, I didn't have the experience. Mm-hmm. So experience really does help you learn and grow. Like you said, even if it's our fault or someone else's fault, mm-hmm. just look forward and keep going. I really like that. That's so powerful. Um, well, I, you know, I, I know that, um, you know, there's women out there who are probably considering, uh, answering the call to preach or mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Maybe a little timid about it. I don't know. The denomination I was raised in wouldn't really. Uh, cater to women in ministry. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's so powerful to see what you've done and how God's used you and will continue to use you. So I thank you for the example that you said. Oh, well, it's, it's we're, all, we're all just doing, you know, what we are called to do and, and given what we got. And, you know, I think that is, I think that is something that, um, I think some, I wish somebody probably would have told me, you know, when I first started out is, you know, don't compare yourself to anybody. Yeah. Don't, don't do that to yourself. Give what you've got. Yeah. And there's something great about being comfortable in your own skin, being yeah. comfortable in your own yeah. calling. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause you know, I know a lot of pastors wives are not called necessarily the fivefold, you know, pull right. three. Yeah, but they give what they got. You know, they developed phenomenal uh, children's, you know, ministries, or yeah. they developed wonderful women's ministry, or um, you know, maybe the healing, you know, team, you know, that they have at their church. You know, and that's fine. I, you yeah. know, we're just we're all just here to do what God has called us to do and to run our race and yeah. whatever that is, do it. Do it with all your heart, do it with all your mind and, and with all you've got and, and give what you've got. Don't hold back because it's not something that somebody else has. <laughs> what you've got. Yeah. Just the authenticity and yes. ge- just being genuine. Yes. Because it, 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 it shows up. <laughs> yeah, it does. People really know. <laughs> it, they can see through the facade anyway, so why have one, right? Isn't that the truth? <laughs> well, to, is there anything that I haven't asked that you would like to share about your years of ministry or being a wife or mother? Do what you know you're called to do and, and don't question it 
and you know, I don't think we have the right to question it. Yeah. We really don't. I think we don't have the right to do that to ourselves. And I, I know, right. I know there's a lot of people that come from different places in life and, uh, different denominations teach different things about women ministers and all of that. And I, I just, I don't believe that God makes gender a thing. He just, you know, he anoints vessels and that's what we are is we're just anointed vessels and God has specific places for us to go and people for us to minister to. And you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You got to be okay with that. I'm not everybody's person. I'm not yeah. everybody's cup of tea, but that's okay. Uh, God will lead me to the right people that will receive what I've got and, and people that I can help. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm not going to question those other things or, or be uh, focused on those other things. I'm just going to give what I got, be who I am and yeah. confident in that calling. I, I think, I think that helps our, our boldness. Yes. That just makes all the difference in the world when, when you know your calling and there's a maturity that comes with that too. Cause you know, sometimes people that are close to you don't agree with what you're doing, the direction you're going in, in ministry. And you got to be okay with that. Yeah. Be confident enough and know that you heard from God and um, move forward with confidence and boldness and let God use you because there's a lot of hurting people out there that need Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he's in his church, you know, I forgot who it was. I, I, I don't want to quote, misquote, but they said, you know, you've got all these people that are called to the ministry. They're not even in the ministry anymore. You've got, you know, the nominations cut out all the women. So, you know, they can't preach. And then you've got everybody that's divorced. You know, they can't preach. And they said, so you probably got like a quarter of the people who were called to preach the gospel actually preaching the gospel. Right. And so um, we need everybody to be running their race for the Lord. And let's share this gospel. (laughs) Well, that's what the devil wants is to cut back on the laborers. Yeah. Because he knows what the Bible says is that harvest is white already to harvest. You know, it's yes. So I think every able-bodied person, to do the Great Commission, right? Yes, absolutely. And child. Absolutely, absolutely. So if somebody wanted to come to your church, how could they get in touch with y'all? They could go to our, our website, which is uh, faithworld.church, and um, you can you can find our locations on there. Also, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, all of the social media platforms were on those as well, and um, also our YouTube channel, you can, you can watch our services on our YouTube channel. And, uh, my husband's a real good preacher. So yes, he is. <laughs> and you were my favorite one, I tell you. <laughs> I nabbed him really fast. I'm like, he's, he's good. <laughs> Y'all are both good. Yeah. Very good. And I love, David and I love the joy in y'all's life. You know, oh, you gotta have it. You gotta yeah. have it. You got to love it. We laugh. We don't know if it's joy or if we're delirious. But <laughs> I choose to say it's the joy of the Lord. <laughs> Either way, it's good though. <laughs> Left or right. 
Uh, well, y'all have done such an outstanding job, and I know you're you're just beginning. God has great things in the future for both of you and for your sons and your new daughter-in-law. And yes. We're excited, and we're blessed to be your friends. We thank God for y'all and pray for you. And I appreciate you doing uh, this podcast and encouraging women. Well, thank you for inviting me to join you. We we love you all so much. We are so blessed to see what God's doing in, in y'all's life and in your church. And y'all have something so important to give and uh, you're giving it. I just, we just, we love your ministry so, so much. And Excited to see what God's going to do with all of us. I know. know. We're going to plan a meeting and have some yes, fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you, Lisa. Thank I you so much. Thank God you. you. Bye-bye. <laughs> and we just appreciate you listening today. And maybe you can share about women of substance to some other women in your life that might need some encouragement or information, or just need fellowship of other women who are called to ministry. And even some recently we've had on um, our business women, and uh, we'd like to encourage women to do anything that's in their heart that God's put there to do and empower you in any way that we can. So uh, we invite you to continue to listen to these podcasts, and God bless you. We love you. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, But we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So, uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.